When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And this week, we're going to join a cult. I thought we already joined a cult. Mr. We Toys? did join a cult. I don't, I don't know if uh, people are going to think we're absolutely nuts. <laughs> but um, we were soaked in by this little uh, demon figure um, named Ghastly. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this thing popped up on my screen saying, hey. You should join a coven. We're like, eh, why not? Yeah. And now we're soaked in and we're fully uh, involved. I, I love the le- I love the leader. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's the best. No, she's the best. Oh, they're both the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Man, love- we should have had him on for this episode. That yeah. Been great. No, I, you know, Gasly is such a great figure. Mischief Toys does a really good job. Probably one of the best customer service out out there. Yeah. They're not a cult. They're not a cult, but they're kind of our cult like. No, no, no. You should see how many people have drunk the Kool Aid. Man, it's a uh, is it Kool Aid kinda... or, or the blood of our enemies? Because uh, he's a demon. Both. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely fun. I like I like it. Hopefully, they do a little bit more with it in the future. Yeah. Um but uh I think I'll be sucked in for for life if anyone wants to help me get out. Um that'd be great, but probably uh, not. I'm good. No, no they're not going to help you out, but you'll help them get in. That's right. I like recruiting people. So I'd be one of those like, uh Do you like using the Batman theme song to recruit? <laughs> yes. Actually, I'm just going to go sit at the airport with a little ghastly and be like, "Hey, <laughs> would you like to join our coven of mischief?" <laughs> It's free. Uh, <laughs> we're we're having a free seminar this weekend. Yes. Oh man, we missed a we missed a uh, huge opportunity with this one. Oh well, that's fine. Um, that's okay. So this week we are discussing season nine, episode thirteen, "The Joy of Sect," and uh, not to be confused with the other uh, "Joy of Sex," which is a book by uh, Alex Comfort. So yeah. weird last name to have for, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, sex could be comfortable, I guess, but yeah. you know, if you're doing it on a bed, but, uh, but yes, I, I do love the reference. The reference to yeah. that book is absolutely fantastic. It's a weird reference though. <laughs> I mean, they seem to be pretty happy in this, uh, in this cult. Yeah. But this is a book of, like the book is about sexual intercourse. This How is, do you know this isn't a sex cult? That's okay, it fair. probably is. Well, no, I mean with the with the marriages that we'll yeah. get to and everything, I I don't know. Yeah. So the air date is February eighth, nineteen ninety-eight. Is this the first episode of ninety-eight already? No, we've had second like, episode. We, second third. episode. Already third. third? All singing, all dancing was the first one of the year. 
And already the third episode of 1998. Uh, yeah. The recap. Homer is lured into a cult that grows popular <laughs> in Springfield. Now, yeah. the funny thing is, yes, it grows popular with the residents of Springfield, but where I wonder where this compound is. Like, is it not just outside the outskirts of Springfield? Yeah. Uh, no, well, I mean, maybe it's by the cabin that, oh, that uh, who's, uh, Ned Flanders had a cabin, right? Or yeah, where they, where they went fishing. Oh wait, maybe they no. maybe they took over that resort or wherever yeah. where they had the marriage counseling. Yeah, and that Homer caught the catfish in the lake. Yeah, could be that area. Um, chalkboard gag this week: shooting paintballs is not an art form. I mean, and it could be. Could be. I mean, you can just sit in an open room with a, a paintball gun and shoot it at a canvas, and that's art. I mean, you, have to, you have to be anything. pretty far away because paintball guns are kind of powerful. They are. I guess you could put something behind the. Well, no, don't they use those like paint? Like some, I've seen like videos of some artists using like paint cannons to like splash paint on a canvas. I don't know. I mean, I've shot a paintball gun. Yeah, kind of fun. I'm gonna do that. Get a I made art. Gun. I made art on people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the couch gag this week. A tiny version of the family rushes in. So they go through like a shrinking ray, uh, um, through the, through the door and then they all got small. Maybe the house got, got hit by a growing ray. Oh yeah. And, uh, too small to make it to the top of the couch. Marge stands on Homer's hands and helps the children to the, onto the cushions. Next, Marge climbs on herself and helps up Homer and that side is little helper, who's also ginormous, yeah. walks in, grabs tiny Homer in his mouth, and walks off with Homer screaming. That was hilarious. That's good. That's good that one. was a good one. I like, I like that. It was great. So, we go to the Springfield International Airport to start our episode. Uh, we get a sign for the airport. Uh, no crashes since. And then, like, they have, like, another signboard underneath. And it says, Tuesday. And then an airplane flybys and crashes into the control tower. <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, was it a couple weeks ago where uh, they uh, missed the Hasapima Petalon from India came flying in? Yeah. Um, I, I wonder how many uh, crashes they've had since that day. Whatever. They didn't have that sign back then. No, we didn't. Maybe they had to put that sign up because they were having too many crashes. Sounds about right. So we see Homer and Bart are at the airport. And it's uh, it's a school day because Bart's like, oh, thank you for pulling me out of class <laughs> so that he can see the team come back from their championship game. Um, so this was football, right? Yeah. Well, we don't we don't know it's football yet, um, but I'm pretty sure it is. The other thing, too, is this definitely happens. Does it now. still happen with? With, like, the whole, like, airport security and, like, oh, no, no, I, people, like in the 90s, like, I can see, in the, before 9-11, dude, you can walk into the airport to the yeah. gate and take someone to the, the gate, you know. You can, I think you can, you can do this, I think you would, might be able to do this in Green Bay, the Green Bay airport, like, maybe a smaller airport, but what I was gonna say is, um, people get, I think kids still get taken out of school to see, like, the parade. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, I maybe... I mean, did they? I'm guessing they always did a parade, 
Or was yeah. it an airport thing? Because I remember people going to like airports when you know JP15s would come home. It'd be like, oh yeah, like it'd be amazing. But maybe they changed that to parades because you couldn't go to the airport anymore. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but yeah, like kids getting taken out of class or skipping class because their team won a championship is it definitely still happens. I think when the Bucks won their championship two years ago, the parade was on like a Thursday. It's so weird. Just have it on a weekend. And so, like, I mean, it's still had a ton of people there. I mean, the station I worked at covered it, obviously. But, like, yeah, it's it still happens. And Homer's like, a boy can learn more at an airport than he can at any school. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, can, you might be able to learn a little bit more about culture. Yeah. Because there's usually like a nice blend of people at an airport. You have assholes and dicks and douche. <laughs> Those aren't cultures. Oh, right. They're just awful people. Yeah. There are a lot of them at the airport. Um, We see Jimbo, Kearney, and Dolph uh, at the airport as well. So they're skipping school. Um, but they're there to grab random suitcases off the lug- luggage claim. And we see the squeaky voice teen now works at the airport. Maybe he has, because we've seen him work at Krusty Burger. Yes. So he's got multiple jobs. He's a young kid. He's got to make some money. Yeah. And he asked Jimbo to see his claim check. So, okay. Is this a thing that used to happen where you needed like a claim ticket to get your bag? I'm guessing in the old days it might have been. But look, look. So the purpose here, I, you still get claim tickets today, though. Do like, you? Yeah, so when you check a bag and actually drop it off at the the front, like a big bag, not your small bag, your big bag, they tear off the top part of that ticket and give it to you and say, hey, here's for your bag. The reason why is, is when you land in your destination and your bag does not show up, oh, you have it, something to prove that that bag yeah. number that's on your bag, if it does show up. So it's there, so the... the, the... Claim ticket is to prove that something was sent when you didn't get it. Not in this case where the boys are taking the luggage. I mean, theoretically, they. I mean, theoretically, they could do this. Like, okay, if your airport, let's say, had a high theft rate, like, let's yeah. say you get off the airplane. Let's say you get off the airplane and you hit a bar or something. Yeah. Before you go pick up your luggage, and then you come down and your bags have been stolen. I mean, it could be a good deterrent to be like, oh, let's show me your claim ticket. They can match it on your bag. But yeah, that's, in- really, that's really weird. They don't have luggage claim, like, still within the TSA security checkpoint. I Yeah, it's weird. Like, in this instance, I, I don't mind. Like, it's funny. I necessarily, would I be frustrated because I have to wait for someone to check to make sure my ticket matched my bag? Eh, I'd probably be kind of frustrated. But in reality, if you're like, oh, I'm making sure that your bag is not being stolen right now. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe. Especially if it's high. Th- like it, like LAX. I don't know if you'd be able to pull this off with the sheer number of people going in and out oh, of LAX. Yeah. But at like the Milwaukee and General Mitchell International Airport. I mean, it, it's you could probably even in the Georgia when we landed in uh, uh, Jackson. Where did we that- land? Jacksonville, Jacksonville is Florida. That's Florida. Yeah, we, we yeah we we landed in Florida and drove into Georgia. Okay, but I think it was was it Jack? I can't remember. Maybe it was Jacksonville. But that airport, like at at the carousel, 
I mean, this is something you could probably do there. It was not that busy. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we when we flew back from San Diego, I mean, we just waited for our bags, grabbed them, and left. Yeah. But that being said, like Kearney Dolphin uh, Jimbo, <laughs> man, you could, uh, theoretically, theft could happen in an air. I mean, look, yeah. the, you don't, the carousels are not even on the opposite side of TSA. You no. could literally drive to an airport. Oh, yeah. Go to a bag check steal a bag and walk out and hop in your car. Like yeah. there's nothing to stop anyone from doing that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the squeaky voice Dean asked Jimbo to see his claim check for the luggage. And Jimbo's like, of course I have it right here and punches the teen <laughs> in the stomach. And then Kearney walks by next and the teen's like, I'll need to see your claim check too. And then Kearney punches him in the stomach as well. And then Dolph is last. And the squeaky voice teen is, I'll take your word for it. And Dolph's like, you're just doing your job and punches them. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, so now we go, we see the uh, Just Crichton and King bookstore, which is a reference to authors Michael Crichton and Stephen King, because their books are apparently sold a lot in airports. Yeah, so... It's really funny to think about because in the 90s, I do remember I was a huge Stephen King fan in the 90s, but I remember going to bookstores. Yeah. And, like there were two whole sections of these two authors for their books. And uh, uh, Dean Koontz was another one. Oh, I don't know sense. if he was necessarily as big as those two, but yeah, it, it was like those two authors were so popular that, yeah, airports would literally have <laughs> like two whole yeah. shelves. Yeah. Just. Just there, just in the in the bookstore, yeah, yeah. Um, and so in the bookstore, we got our Hans Molman, and he's asking the clerk um, if he has anything by Robert Ludlum, another author who had a lot of books at the airport. Yeah, and and the clerk's like, "Get out of this bookstore," <laughs> because they only have it's just Crichton and King. There's no Ludlum. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, silly Hans Molman. Um. So now we see Apu is checking out prices at the newsstand at the airport. And he's like, look at these outrageous markup. You magnificent bastard. I salute you. <laughs> no, it's like, dude, it is no oh, joke. Yeah. Oh, how God. more expensive stuff is at an airport because you're there. Yeah. Like, but that's everywhere. Like you go to Dunkin' Donuts, Subway, Bur whatever it is at an airport. Oh, it's yeah. It's always higher priced because they're like, where else are you going to go fucking eat? Nowhere. That's where. <laughs> well, that's not necessary. I mean, once you're at, like, I suppose, yeah, if you're flying out, unless you bring your own food, like, yes. well, you can't bring drinks past TSA. So at least you're you're at least buying soda or something past yeah. TSA. I will say, man, uh, yeah, it's now. I don't know how many airports have this, but like the lounge area, like the VIP, like the VIP area where you can like spend, oh, yeah. but like. Here's the thing. I don't know how, how it is now, but like, yeah, you can spend a little bit more relaxing a VIP lounge if you're there like an hour or two before your flight. But your drinks are free. A lot of them have showers and couches and obviously TVs. So if if you if you actually maximize your time in a lounge, it's worth the money. Yeah. Instead of yeah. buying at a fast food joint for like double what it normally would be in the real world. <laughs> yep. Um, so Kearney, Kearney Dolphin, uh, 
Uh, Jimbo got to open up their suitcase to see what they got. And Kearney opens up his. And all he got was a bunch of fruity Easter eggs. <laughs> and he takes he, you know, the one he's holding is punches it. He got a thing of Fabergé eggs. Oh, my God. Dumb kids not knowing what they're actually looking for. I mean, and, what were they looking for? Piles of cash or jewelry uh, or clothes? Well, I mean, these, these <laughs> like, if, if, like, so, uh, the egg, so the eggs are a reference to the, uh, the Fabergé eggs, a set of 50 jeweled heirloom quality eggs made between 1885 and 1917 by the Fabergé Jewelry Company. Um, and so, like, these are worth a lot of money. Oh, yeah. So, like, Dolph hit the... Now, granted, I don't think this is going through luggage check. No, that might be uh, that amount. It might have been uh, handcuffed to the... Yeah. <laughs> to the guy bringing it Like, those. that ain't just going all willy-nilly underneath the plane. No, this is getting special treatment. Yep. Yeah. No, that's pretty... It's pretty <sighs> funny. Um, Dolph uh, got another liver. So apparently this isn't the first time <laughs> that they've done this at the no. And are they opening the, They're opening it at the airport. Yeah. Who steals shit and that opens it at the place you just stole it from? Also, a liver would also not be going through luggage claim. If it's a donation, it's like a medical helicopter. Oh, yeah. But uh, I love how he throws it on the floor and it slides uh, to the airport bar. And hits Barney in the foot. Barney's like, oh, not again. You're not getting away that easy. And he stayed. So did he think it was his liver that like fell out of his body or something? I guess so. And why is he drinking at the airport and not Moe's? Because this is where the scene is set. Fine. But maybe <laughs> Moe. I don't know if you probably couldn't have done it because it would it would literally make less sense than Barney drinking at the airport, but having like a Mo airport bar, because you know, like franchise or like franchises yeah. will have their own bar at, you know, airports. Oh yeah. That'd be, that'd be kind of funny to have a Mo bar. Yeah. But don't airport. forget Barney said not again. Yeah. <laughs> so his so liver has he... escaped a couple times. Well, with the amount of alcohol Barney puts in his body. Yeah. So then Barton Homer pass a uh, Hare Krishna in the airport. And he offers them uh, some literature. And he's like, have you heard of Krishna consciousness? And I was like, this Bart is a crazy man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And then they pass the man holding up a Bible. He's like, do unto others as you would have unto you. And I'm sarcastic. He's like, right, that'll work. (laughs) And then a man and woman, uh, Glenn and Jane, stand nearby. Jane hands Homer a pamphlet. And Jane's like, a new and better life awaits you on our distant home planet, Plistonia. <laughs> God, I love the... They, they, you don't see this anymore at airports. No. Well, it's soliciting. Yeah, I, I do it's still... It's illegal. Yeah, I do still see these types of people, like, on uh, streets. Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, saw, we saw quite a few of them in Georgia. But that's, oh, church, that's yeah. church country. So you oh, yeah. Them. Um. And then uh, Homer looks at the pamphlet. It's titled uh, The Movementarians. It has a picture of a man on it with words underneath reading The Leader. Yeah. And uh, Homer's like, hmm, makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, yeah. All right, Homer. And uh, the woman tells Homer they're having a free get acquainted session at their resort this weekend. And Homer asks, 
how much is the cost? <laughs> how much does it cost? It's free. And when is this weekend? <laughs> it's this weekend. And how much does it cost? <laughs> it's free. And when is this weekend? <laughs> it's this weekend. And what are you charging for this free weekend? <laughs> oh my oh god. My god. Uh, but I love the fact that they're stir we'll get to it later in the episode. I love the fact that they're setting Homer up as this dumbass. Yeah. Where that God, it's it's I don't want to like piss anyone off, but it's almost like that's who that's the type of people that joins the cult is the ignorant and yes. no, it's, easily well, swayed. But well, there have been he, there have been some pretty well rounded people that join cults. I mean, yeah. I, well, I, it's also not it's not necessarily. I mean, it, some of it is ignorance. Some of it is some people are just easily easily persuaded. But it's also vulnerable people who might not necessarily have anywhere else to go. Like, sure. like especially with like gangs, a lot of kids who join gangs grow up in broken homes and like are looking for authority figures. And so they join gangs and it's, it's just a horrible cycle and cults kind of are like that too. Obviously cults are not as violent. They're not as, I mean, they're not great by any means, but you know, it's just, I, here's the thing. I like, they play this off as Homer being dumb, you know, Oh, free weekend. When is like, yeah, but it's but almost, I love the fact that they're setting it up for him to be like, oh, he's clearly going to join this cult. But then yeah. later on, we learn what happens. So it's yeah. kind of funny that that's how we're starting this off. But I but feel I, like, I feel like, cause like every once in a while, like in college, my friends and I would like be assholes to these kind of people because they are annoying and they just need to go away. But yeah. like. I feel like this is something my friends would do to like, <laughs> if like we were like, if we were approached by a, a cult and they're like, Oh, we're having a free weekend. Oh, how much like we would just like, this is a whole, like, it almost feels like they wrote Homer to troll them. Uh, yeah. But what's even funnier is like, yeah, cults are one thing, but even like the pyramid scheme type stuff, that's basically a cult. I mean, yeah. it's not, but it is. You can't but you I, can't call them pyramid schemes. They're multi-level marketing scams. Sure. Yes, <laughs> but I remember being like when I was looking for a job once. I'm like, oh, like it the way that the that it was presented. Like I applied for it on like you know a normal application site, and I went to it. Yeah, and like sitting through the thing, like you see people like nodding their head and be like, yeah, like oh, let's do this. Sounds great. I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, the fuck, this is like obviously a pyramid scheme, and then. Then you do the one-on-one with the guys and I'm like, <sighs> yeah, I'm not like, you can't convince me. This is good. Like, but like, I'm just not doing it. You can't convince me. This is yeah. dumb no, as shit. There, there was an interview I did a few years back where like the way they wrote it was like, oh, you get to do like, I forget what it was. The You know what the actual job was though? Selling shit at a fucking Sam's club. Oh, sure. You know, like how they have the tables yep. and they, yeah. you know, like, it was that. And I'm like, no, like, like I did, like I did the whole interview spiel thing and then I just left. I'm like, no. Yep. yep. I'm not coming back. But, yeah. uh, so Bart pulls Homer away because the team's arriving and Homer like, just like, it's free, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so the team gets off the plane and one of them is 
surprised that a big crowd would come and welcome back the losing team of a yeah, of a championship. But I mean, you could be like, oh, you tried your best. Yeah, I, I know it. It does. It does. Uh, the pa- like the, when the Packers don't win the playoffs, they will be greeted at the airport, and like you know, people will clap. I know it happens a lot for high school sports when like teams make a championship game, even if they don't win. Yeah, like people will still come by and be like, "Hey, you guys did a great job. It was a great season." No. Uh, but that's not why the, the 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 town of Springfield is here. No, 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 no. Mo tells the player that he'll give him something to cry about and calls him a loser. <laughs> And then uh, Mo asks the player, hey, if he can't catch a football, he's like, let's see if you can catch this rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they are a football team. Yeah, so was this like college or the professional? No it ain't professional because Springfield don't have no professional football team. I mean, they have a football team. The at- Were they the Adams? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, the Flanders loved Homer episode where they went to the yeah maybe it's like minor league football or something yeah and then uh the crowd uh, the crowd starts throwing rocks and other garbage at the players and then the crowd storms the plane and the players run inside the plane instead of like away from it yeah and, uh, that would have been probably smarter because the crowd tips over the plane and then you see one of the wings like fall off and then the engine on the end of the wing explodes. <laughs> I feel oh, like I feel like this is a parody of this from either a movie. I don't think this happened in real life, but I feel like I've seen this in a movie before. Maybe I I don't know if anyone would be that upset at their team losing, but maybe. Uh, do you remember what happened in Vancouver when the Canucks lost the Stanley Cup to the Bruins? No. Uh, they burned their city. Oh, good job. Well. That had nothing to do. That that didn't go up to the they didn't go up to the team and blame them. They just blamed their whole city for not winning. <laughs> well, it's stupid also stupid city not winning your game. There was I forget which team it was when they won. I can't remember if it was a baseball championship, but there was a California team when they won a championship. Like there were riots there too. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they win or lose. If you lose, yeah. you riot. You win, you riot. Your your city's still going up in flames. See, when the Packers won the Super Bowl in 2010-2011 season, like, there weren't any riots, but man, there was a lot of, like, honking of horns and this, like, it was joyous. Like, there wasn't, like, run-amuck riots on the street. It was just <laughs> people driving, having a good time, honking their horns. I'm sure domestic abu- domestic abuse went up about 200% that night. Uh Oh yeah, here in Wisconsin, when uh, when teams lose, especially the Packers, domestic violence goes way up, and when they win, it's still up, but it's like not as much. It's okay. crazy. So uh, the family is eating dinner uh, while Marge reads uh, the pamphlet that Homer brought <laughs> home uh, from the airport. Marge's like, I've never heard of these movementarians. Are they some kind of church? <laughs> Kinda. And the reason you've never heard of them is because they're a cult. Yes. And uh, Homer's like, who cares what it is? The point is, these are some the uh the, these are some decent, generous people that I could take advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he can. Yeah. And then Marge asks Homer uh, what to do, and the they're what you're what are you going to try to get talked into something? Yeah. And 
Homer asked if Marge, she remembers uh, those smooth talking guys tried to sell Homer a timeshare <laughs> vacation condo. And uh, Marge says, you bought four of them. They got the check bounced. Oh, God. Yeah, those guys, I oh, am not. Shares. I am not a suggestible type man. I've been no. in all sorts of situations where I'm like scam, scam, yeah. dumb. Uh, like, like the funny thing about the the timeshare thing is, I did one to get free parking, and what was it a fifty dollars, seventy five dollars gift card to Disney World at our hotel. Oh, and all I had to do was spend an hour listening to these idiots talk to me and me tell them no. Yeah. So like, I mean, I'm kind of for Homer. I'm like, I'll I'll sit there to get something out of the deal. Yeah, my buddy's my buddy's wife uh signed them up for a timeshare like See, I love session, no, session session because something like something similar, like something for Disney. And originally like she could have said she was single and he might he wouldn't have had it go, but he was so pissed that she signed him up for this dumbass session. And, like, it was supposed to be, like, an hour and a half. They went over the time. And he's like, just give me the give me the goddamn yep. thing and let me leave. Like, he was so pissed he had to do it. No, no, no. It was my fault. I I unfortunately said I was there with my family. Like, it was, I was uh, So, Elliot had to join us. Oh, yeah. I think I remember this story. And I was like, and basically it got to a point where Elliot started to cry and they finally let us go. <laughs> so See, that's um, what you do. You bring your kid. You 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 just let them get so upset they cry and they feel bad because they made a kid cry and then they let you leave. Yeah, um, and uh, and Homer's like, yeah, I beat the system. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you didn't get to use the timeshare, so I don't know if you necessarily yeah. beat the system. Yeah, at least like, watch yourself, Dad. You're the highly suggestible type. And Homer's like, yes, I am the highly suggestible type. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh... a so a car drives up and is welcomed to the center. Um, and Homer drives to the center, <laughs> like going like 80 miles an hour and yeah. speeds past the welcoming committee. He's like, get out of my way, jerk ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so Homer's enjoying some fishing at the Momentarian camp. He's like, well, I'm going to enjoy this free resort. I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm just going to go fishing. And yeah. Homer's singing uh, to the tune. Of the 1960s Batman theme song. It's like, na 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 fishing. Na 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 fishing. 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 And then Glenn and Jane walk up because those two must be the head recruiters or something. Yes. Guessing. Yeah. And Glenn's like, hi, how are you? And Homer holds up his hand to quiet him. It's like, fishing. And Jay's like, certainly is a beautiful day. He should thank the leader. And Homer's like, who the hell is that? Some kind of leader? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Homer, it is some kind of leader. <laughs> and Jay says, yes, he's the head of our perfect family. And he says when their galactic vehicle is complete, the leader will take them to their new home, Listonia. It's like, why don't you come chat with us about the leader in our welcome center? It's like, will there be beer? The beer is not allowed. Homer, no function. Beer well without. <laughs> and Jay's like, would you rather have beer or complete and utter contentment? What kind of beer? Right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you give me the right kind of beer, man. I'll, yeah. I'll love that. Yeah, screw your leader. Give me beer. 
Uh, and Glenn tells Homer that the leader knows how miserable Homer and his family are. Homer's <laughs> like, really? I'm surprised about Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently Maggie's miserable too. Uh, and Glenn tells Homer to just come up and watch the orientation film. And But you're free to leave at any time. Okay. And Homer's like, wow, a free movie? Thanks. And then he gets up from his fishing <laughs> position. He pushes past him and like, get out of my way, jerk ass. Oh my god. So, uh, I'm sorry. The whole jerk ass yeah. thing every single time is so fucking hilarious. Yeah. So we go we go to the visitor center and the video talks about going to Blistonia. Uh for and it's well known for its high levels of bliss. Like how dumb are you to fall for like Blistonia? I mean, we'll get to the list of people that are at this fucking thing. So uh, Yeah. And so Carl is there, and he's sitting next to Barney, and he tells Barney, like, eh, you're not exactly winning me over with this lousy production value. Yeah, because so, they see the, the, the ship going the ship up on a string. <laughs> and Earl says, I'm going to go slip out. So Carl gets up to leave, and a spotlight is put on him, and uh, uh, presumably Glenn is on a speaker. He's like, you're free to leave whenever you want. We just want to know why. And Carl's like, uh, 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 I was just stretching my legs. And then he sits back down. And, uh, Otto tells Sideshow Mel, it's like, uh, the whole place puffs of, uh, of the wacky tabacky. Yes, that is the line. Puffs of wacky tabacky. Which is weird. Why would he want to leave because of that? He's a stoner. Wouldn't he want to yeah. stay? I don't know. But he wants to leave. And Otto stands up and he gets the same treatment as Carl. And the man asks if Otto is going somewhere, but uh, but he's free to do so. And Otto's like, I was just rearranging my underwear. And he like grabs it in his pants. He's like, ah, <laughs> oh, there it is, and sits down. And then we see the uh, the the Nahasapima pedalons are there because Manjula gets up, and the spotlight goes on her. She see sits this down. one. Okay, this one doesn't make like okay. You could put the town of Springfield in there. That's fine. But we know Manjula and Apu, like, are, hit, like, I don't know, it seems kind of weird for them to be there. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they were told it was a free weekend. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then we see Lionel Hutz. So this, I believe, <laughs> is one of the last appearances of Hutz. Yeah, I think so. I think the last time we talked about Phil Hartman, he had, like, two, he had like two episodes left. Like, Troy Mc, yeah. sorry, it was Troy McLure. Like, Troy McLure's last episode was few episodes ago but they said that phil hartman's voice still had a couple more episodes to go through. yeah so lionel hutt stands up and he he sits down and then we get a random dude um and uh, uh other people we see there are lurleen ruth powers edna seymour dr nick and comic book guy now it's surprising that seymour would be there because wouldn't his mother be like no you're not going yeah, you don't probably. fall for those shenanigans. Yeah, so now it's six hours later. Jesus <laughs> Christ, huh? I would have been asleep, man. Oh, that's a long movie. Yeah, so the man on the TV says, "When you surrender yourself to the movementarians, you are guaranteed a perfect life of serenity, love, and loving serenity." Not a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Mo's like, "Loving serenity. It's about damn time." Yeah, nobody nope. loves Mo. And so Otto's like, I love the leader. And Carl's like, yes, the leader is perfect. 
And we see Homer, <laughs> and he's confused about the movie. And he's sitting next next to Glenn and Jane, and he's like, "Well, if the cops knew that the, the internal affairs wait, uh, Homer asks, do the cops know that the internal affairs was setting them up?" Glenn's like, "The hell are you talking about? There's nothing like that in the movie." Homer's like, "Oh, when I get bored, <laughs> I make up my own movie. I have a very short attention span." As he does. Yeah. And uh, he's like, Jay says, well, the point is very simple. She uh, tries to explain uh, their point, but Homer is distracted by a bird outside and runs after, oh, birdie. (laughs) And so the group surrounds, we see the group surrounds Homer, and Jay says, the circle of judgment never fails to destroy their self-esteem. And then then Homer will be theirs to mold. Yeah. And uh, so obviously cults try to break down your, your, uh, what is that? Your mental Self-est- state? Yeah, yeah, self-esteem. Yeah. So that way they can uh, talk you into things. And yep. Glenn says, let the judgment begin. I'll get the ball rolling. It's like, you're a fat idiot. <laughs> and then Barney agrees and tells Homer, yeah, lose some weight. And the rest of the group joins in on calling Homer fat. And uh, I like how Otto calls Homer a moron. <laughs> yeah. like, like he decides to just change the subject a little bit. Kind of go a different direction. Yeah. Then Homer's like, yeah, I could use, uh, could lose a few pounds. <laughs> yeah, I could be thick sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Seymour tells Homer that he's failed at everything he's tried. I mean, not really. He was an astronaut. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess he kind of failed at that. Yeah. Mr. Plowy failed. Yeah, he kind of fails at a lot of things. Yeah. And Homer's he taking failed, a- He even failed at dying. Yeah. That Homer's take a uh, take it aback a little bit. It's like, oh yeah, you got my number on that one. <laughs> and so Homer's like, this is a smart group. <laughs> and then Mo tells Homer that he that his, his stink brings tears to his eyes. <laughs> it was like, now wait a minute, Mo. And then he smells his armpit. He's like, oh my mistake. And then Glenn and Jane are like, oh, fuck. This, this apparently didn't work. Yeah. And so everyone is eating. Jay says why their low protein gruel isn't working uh, or uh, wearing down Homer's resistance like everyone else. <laughs> so does that mean it's just like heavy pace? Like just to be yeah. tired? Is that what? I don't know. Like it's like gray, like gruel. Like, I mean, here's like, the thing. Like protein, like- protein, protein isn't what necessarily gives you a lot of energy. It's Carbohydrates, right? No. Car- yeah. Well, yeah, like when you do carbo loading, um, protein protein helps you bulk up. Carbs help like give you the energy. Like you store that in your fat and that releases energy. So a low protein diet of gruel probably isn't going to make you like wear down as much. Where if it's like low carbs, which I'd assume if you're giving them low protein, it's not going to be high in carbs either. Yeah. But, uh, but Glenn says it doesn't wear down your resistance. If you need a whole month's supply. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Homer's a glutton. And yeah, then well, point out, yeah, he even ate mine. Yeah. <laughs> so what, he's running around the room just eating everyone's gruel? Yeah. And then everyone is groaning except Homer is still eating. Yeah. Jane says, eh, let's try a chant. Everyone loves a droning, repetitive chant. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I one of one of my favorite comedians, Christopher Titus. I I saw him 
uh, five years ago, six years, yeah, about five years ago. And he talked, he actually talked about this in his stand up about like, if you just have a simple, catchy phrase, people will chant whatever. And he literally started leading the whole room in a freaking chant. Well, he I got think everybody it's... to chant. Now, granted, the audience is like, oh, we want to participate and it's part of the bit, but it's, it's true. Well, it's like sports teams are kind of like cults. Like yeah. you're, you're in the crowd and they're like, they're like, let's go the name of the team. And yeah. Everyone does it. Or I love in music, like that stupid. Uh, oh, I can make your hands clap. I can make your hands clap. I hate that goddamn song. I know. And I'm like, dude, everyone fucking drank the Kool-Aid on this yeah. guy's song. Cause they're all yeah. fucking clap. I don't clap. I don't clap. Yeah. Or it's like, well, it's funny. Cause it's like, Da, 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 and then charge. Everyone's like it's built. I, no, into I say brain. I say cash. I say cash. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> that's because mom made You're that not joke get once. Me with that I think bullshit. Mom, I think did? mom made that joke once, and yeah, that's where I think you got yeah. it. Mom made that joke. Well, once. I was, I was like, I was like, I mean, I was pretty young. So yep, but you latch on to things. Yep. What? And uh, so Glenn's like. Get, gets oh. everyone's attention. Like, let's give thanks to the leader for the glorious day. And like, the leader is good. The leader is great. We surrender our will as of this date. <laughs> everyone's every yeah, everyone's uh, singing along. And Homer just continues to eat his gruel. And uh, Jay's like, it's no use. Homer's mind is the most powerful mind we've ever dealt with. Which See, is, Homer is so li- yeah. So, Homer yeah, is just so tim with it. That he can't, he can't be brainwashed. Be manipulated. Nope. Yep. Well, it's weird because Lisa says Homer is the highly manipulative type, but like he's not being manipulated here. No, he's not. He's just, they're just trying to like get him involved to get him in. But Glenn yeah. says, "Wait, I have an idea." No, 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 leader. No, 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 leader. And then everyone else is chanting, and everyone's hearing it. He's like, "Batman." I, I mean, leader. <laughs> I used to I make love this the leader. I I used to make this joke all the time with the with that with that chant. I used to do that all the time because I love it. That's a good one. I like it. Uh, yeah, and so Homer, uh, Homer's now home, and Marge's like, "You did what?" And Homer's like, "Come again? <laughs> you what?" <laughs> no, Homer. She's confused by what you did, not the other way around. Yeah. And Homer's like, he he tells them he joined the Movementarians. And so is the rest of the family. Oh, boy. And so Marge is like, we what? And Homer's <laughs> like, yeah, all I had to do was give them our life sa- savings, the deed to the house, and a commitment for 10 trillion years. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you know, for the rest of your natural born lives. And yeah. then your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, great-great-great-grandchildren, like... <laughs> I don't know how many crates are in that 10 trillion years, but there's a bunch. Yep. And uh, Marge, Marge is like, I can't go along with this. And Homer's like, Marge, when I join an underground cult, I expect a little support from my family. <laughs> uh, no. And Lisa chimes in. She's like, Dad, do you think you might have been brainwashed? Homer's like, I have not been brainwashed. Then, as if in a trance, kill the girl. Kill the girl. <laughs> It's and like it's Homer, like they brainwashed him to be like, if your family doesn't agree, kill him. Yes, and Homer slowly reaches for Lisa, and Marge hits him. Marge's like, Homer. Homer's like, what? What did I say? 
<laughs> and so now now Bart has to put his two cents in it. Bart's like, church, cult, cult, church. So we get bored someplace else every Sunday. Does this really change our day-to-day lives? Uh, as <laughs> well, Bart, you'll soon find out. Yes, it will. And well, so it's funny Homer, because he's like, he doesn't realize that they're actually moving to a compound. He just thinks, oh, every yes. Sunday we'll just go to another, you know, yeah. church. And so, yeah, so Homer is like, of course not. Except we're all moving to the Movementarian's agricultural compound to be near the leader and serve him. And Marge's like, obviously Marge doesn't <laughs> want to leave. But a group of Movementarians show up at the house and tell Marge they are moving because it is the group's house now. Um, and yep. their house is to become the new welcome center for the district. And Homer's like, and it didn't cost us a dime. No, just your soul. <laughs> and and their life savings and their house. Yeah. And so now we see Kent doing a special report about how the town has been overrun by a strange and almost certainly evil sect calling themselves <laughs> the Movementarians. Movementarians. Yeah, yeah, Movementarians. God, I can't say that word. Um. So the movementarianism is a spoof of multiple cults, by the way. Uh, One obviously being Scientology, with the appearance of the leader being based on that of L. Ron Hubbard. Um, And we'll we'll learn uh, soon enough they have tax-exempt status. Um, Or, I'm sorry, uh, yeah. uh, Scientology is tax-exempt in certain countries, including here, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and some European countries. Here's the thing that makes me a little sad. Nancy Cartwright, who is the voice of Bart Simpson, is a Scientologist. Um, She has recorded a voice message for their hotline where she briefly talks in Bart's voice, which I'm surprised Fox allowed that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Although I don't think you can patent a voice. Not if it's your voice. (laughs) Well, no, I guess you can because Rick and Morty use the same voices, but different voice actors now. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, she uh, so on the voicemail she uses Bart's voice, laughs, and then continues most of the message in her natural speaking voice. Uh, the oh, so the producers of The Simpsons had tried to cite copyright infringement of an unauthorized impersonation of Bart Simpson, but this was dismissed because cartoon voices cannot be copyrighted. There you go. Which I mean, Jaden LeBron does voices as well for the exactly. like Simpsons. So. so. It's kind of, it is interesting that you can't copyright a voice because, I mean, maybe, maybe I mean, this was 98, so maybe the laws have changed a little bit. Like, like I can't go, if I could do a Bart Simpson voice, like, yeah, technically I have freedom of speech, but like, I couldn't like go on the internet, do a Bart Simpson's voice impression and, and say like some Nazi shit on YouTube. In you could, you'll place. just get banned from YouTube. Yeah, but, like, Disney couldn't sue me. Nope. Which is weird. Like, obviously, like, that should be protected content. It's art. So, I don't oh, know. Maybe. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, so, uh, Ken continues and says, In exchange for your home and all your money, the leader of this way out and wrong religion. <laughs> well, don't forget, Ken's a Republican, so he's Christian. Yep. Um, Claims he will take believers away on his spaceship to the planet Blistonia. And Kent, you know, says, excuse my editorial laugh. And he's like, ha, ha, like he laughs. But a hand comes from off screen and hands him a note. Kent's like, I just learned that 
The station is under new management. I welcome the Movementarians and tells them to continue to improve their our, our lives. And uh, Ken says he loves the perfect leader and new CEO of KBBL Broadcasting. Yeah, that shit ain't going to happen overnight. Now, granted, maybe this was in, in the works for a while, but yeah. it takes forever for a TV station to be bought out or a broadcasting so, station. So I have a question then. Would... Okay. So is the news station that Ken works at, like Channel 6, Yeah, they own KBBL Radio as well then? Well, it's KBBL Broadcasting, so that's the name of the company. So okay. they own Channel 6 and the radio station. Okay, that's a, that's something new we didn't know. Yeah, So, but um, the station I work at now, they were uh, the previous... Uh, owners of that station were bought out by a different company, and because that company already owned a TV station in this market, they had to sell it. And so the company that now owns it, which I worked for down in Addison, they closed. Like I think they bought it in like October, closed the deal in like December. But like I don't think they were under the new management until like the next year. Like oh, it. Wow. it well, they also have to go through the process of like government. Oh, sure. Um, so, but Glenn is showing the Simpsons their new living assignments. And he's like, you guys will be living here for the first 100,000 years. And then something <laughs> might open up in a double. And Homer's like, why even unpack? And Marge is like, oh. <laughs> and uh, uh, Bart, you know, says, oh, uh, Lisa's like, Dad, Dad and all these other people are obviously the products of mental conditioning. Where it's like, yeah, maybe it'll wear off. Like his interest in CB radio. Where it's like, that's a negatory good buddy. But we <laughs> haven't gotten the trucking episode yet. I know. <laughs> um, and so Bart's like, that's oh, kind of cool. Just to pretend, uh, just pretend that we're in a zombie movie. And Bart's like, it's just another place for me to wreak my special brand of hysterical havoc. And he pulls out the little bastard general mischief kit. Man, it's been a while since we've had one of his kits. It's been like six seasons. I know. Kind of cool that they brought it back. I like it. Yeah. And, you know, Bart says these rubes is uh, robes. Wait, what? These rubes in robes. Sorry. Oh, okay. Bart says these rubes and robes have never met the likes of Bart Simpson before. No, they haven't. No. And then Bart walks through a door, but with his kit, but walks back out brainwashed with Glenn holding up a little brainwashing, a uh, bastard brainwashing. <laughs> well, boy, they must buy things at the same store. Yeah. And uh, Lovejoy uh, preaches to a uh, mostly empty church now. Yeah. They're all gone. Yeah. They've all decided to join the cult of uh, Springfield. And he's like, this so-called new religion is nothing but a pack of weird rituals and chants designed to take away the money of fools. So let us say the Lord's Prayer 40 times. But first, let's blast the collection plate. <laughs> God, it's so but it's so funny where he's like, oh, they took they took the their money away. Well, let's take your money away. Like that's it's true. Like it's so nope. hypocritical of the church. It is to to say, oh, that just that they just want your money and uh, have fun uh, singing rubbish. Yeah, from a book. I don't know yeah. if uh, the leader's stuff is in a book yet, but yeah, is it a pamphlet? Close enough. 
And then Ned walks up with the collection plate with a couple of coins in it, presumably, I'm assuming, his. Yeah. And uh, Lovejoy says uh, to try the emergency plate. And it's just a bigger, yeah, it's <laughs> a, a bigger, bigger plate. plate. And Ned, Ned thinks that's not going to work either. No. That's excellent. There's not enough people there. And well, who, uh, who is there? So the congregation now consists of the Flanders and Lenny. <laughs> Can't tell Lenny what to do. No. Especially Carl. Carl got Carl yeah. got uh, brought into the cult. But Lenny, he's smart. Smarter than Carl. <laughs> and uh, Homer tells Marge their lives are so much better now. And a truck b- drives by. And Marge and Homer are told you stop talking and to continue their lima bean harvest. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Homer, Homer to Mar- Marge to Homer, um, as they're uh, doing the lima beans, she's like, when we got married, you promised me my harvesting days were over. <laughs> what? So she was harvest. Well, didn't, uh, yes. Uh, what was that? Um, was it some kind of beans too? Uh, they went to go pick them with grandma. Remember Lisa's like, oh, I like picking whatever with grandma. Okay. I don't remember that episode. Oh, we've already done it. What was it? <laughs> Homer's like, oh, well, you could just go pick uh, something with Grandma. She's like, I like the picking things with Grandma. Fine, then go do it. Oh, yeah. But, so Mar- but that's not really... But, no, that's different than harvesting. Like, people go apple picking and cherry picking. Yeah, we're doing their work for them. No, but when this we, is... When this we is, go this apple is, picking, we are doing... But this is a cult, this. and they pick lima beans every day. This is slave labor. They're not being paid to do this. Hey, I'm not being paid to go pick apples. Yeah, but you choose to go pick apples. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. They I'm didn't. Paying, they, but they're not. I'm well, Marge, for the apples I am picking. But I am Marge, picking did, Marge, did, Marge didn't choose to harvest the lima beans. No, she didn't she, choose to do this. Homer chose this for her. Yes, but Marge did choose to harvest things with her mom because the, they picked whatever beans that Lisa wanted to pick. No, that's different than this. Uh, same Completely thing. different. This is a cult. Yes, but Marge just said, "You promised me my harvesting days were over." That so implies they were. That implies they had like a farm. Yeah, Marge's mom had a farm. She picked lime. Was it lima beans? Now I'm thinking back to that episode. Was that lima beans? Too? I think you're confused as hell. No. Yes. No. You it, continue epi- on. Now I want to know what episode that was. Uh, it was fear of flying. Like, Dad, I like picking beans with Grandma. Well, keep it up then. Okay, I will. Okay, so, but yeah. Arch wasn't going to pick the beans. That was Lisa. Yeah, but that's to be said that maybe when Marge was growing up with her mom, she was picking beans with her mom. Maybe in the garden, maybe on a farm. Who knows? We don't know where it came from. So a small door opens uh, to the Forbidden Barn. And uh, Rolls-Royce drives out. And a hand comes out of the car and waves. Who is this mysterious hand? You know? I don't know. You know who the mysterious hand is? No. No? Homer, no. But Homer thinks it's uh, the leader passing by waving. And uh, Lisa is pissed uh, that they have to toil in the fields and the leader gets to drive around in a Rolls-Royce. Because typically uh, the so- leader's not... So the leader's is, uh, not doing stuff. Yeah, so this is another spoof of uh, a cult leader, uh, Baha Guan Sri Rajneesh, also called Osho. 
Uh, like the leader, Osho was infamous for driving a Rolls Royce while his followers lined the side of the road to watch him go by, which was later featured in the 2018 Netflix documentary Wild Wild Country. Now, did he just pull his hand out, or did they actually get to see him? I don't know. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting to see if that's what it was like. Yeah, no one knew what the leader looked like. Yeah. He just uh, waved his hand out it. Uh, yeah. Homer says it'd be nice uh, if he bought American, but what are you going to do? <laughs> and uh, the car passes by Mo and Mel, leaving dust on them. And Mo's like, I'm covered in the dust of the leader. He likes me the most. And Mel's like, I'm even dustier, dustier than thou. <laughs> and uh, Homer is sprayed with mud. And Mo's like, oh, look who's the new pet. <laughs> and Homer's like, I've never been so happy. <laughs> uh, so then we get a shopper headline. Uh, Springfield shopper purchased by Evil. And then Evil's crossed out. Nice cult. <laughs> Sub headline. Check out our new cult lifestyle section. Uh, Boy, they're just really uh, taking over the town of Springfield, aren't they? Yeah. So we see Burns is reading the paper, um, and Smithers asks, why haven't I heard about this, the leader? <laughs> and Burns says, the leader is rich and as wicked as me. Uh, the, the leader seems to enjoy uh, Texas hip status, too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Smithers like, well, with our creative bookkeeping and corporate loopholes, we only pay $3 a year in taxes. Oh <laughs> Fucking assholes. Uh, nope. Burns, Burns like, you're right. We're getting screwed. Oh my God. No, you're a power plant. Yep. Which is technically government, which do government like. Well, I don't. Well, it's, no. I guess the nuclear the nuclear power plant is owned by Burns, so it's not government regulated. Oh, it's private. It's private. it is private, so he has to pay taxes. But he probably gets a lot of like tax exempt, like tax well, credits. Yeah. They because found he all did. the loopholes and everything. He's only well, but but what I'm saying is like he provides a service to the community. Yeah, like the power. So he probably gets some sort of kickbacks. I'm sure Anyways. he doesn't. He only has to pay three bucks. I know. Uh, Burns is like, there must be something I can do about this. He's like, I got an idea. And he just starts an evil little laugh. And Burns and Smithers are just sitting there in the office. And Smithers is like, sir, you have to tell me what the plan is or nothing will happen. <laughs> and Chris is like, oh, of course, the plan. <laughs> and so Burns asks Smithers if he sees uh, uh, Burns as a god. And Smithers is like, absolutely. And would you kneel before me? And Smithers is like, boy, would I. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and so Burns is like, I will form my own religion with its own symbol. And Burns, like, of all the symbols, he draws the special K serial logo. He's like, we'll use this. Okay, but what does that mean? Like, you can't just come up with a logo. And Smithers is like, uh, sir, that logo is already used with the serial brand. And Burns like, well, uh, do they worship the cereal? So it's like, no way. I don't know. If, I don't know if Special K is like that high up in the cereal food chain anymore. Not anymore, but I feel like in the nineties, the commercials and stuff yeah. like that was like everywhere. Yeah. And so uh, Burns says, "Okay, 
How about this? And he draws Mickey Mouse ears. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this Disney is kind of a cult. I love uh, it. Oh, it's and, so fantastic. And Smithers tells Burns, uh, why don't you leave the symbol to me? So now we get the symbol appearing as an uppercase B on a Christmas tree on the towers cooling the the cooling towers on nope. the plant. And close Smithers, enough. Yeah. So Smithers introduces the town to their new god, Mr. Burns. And he's got like these huge muscles and like looks like he's chiseled. And there is a sign behind Burns that reads the new god, but it's like the letters are on fire and there's like yeah. this little spinner in the O, which is important. And so Burns greets the town. He goes, ahoy, hoy, lowly mortals. That's great. Yeah. Ahoy, hoy. I love that. And uh, he says, in addition to working for that for him, they can now praise him as their all as their new almighty. And Smithers is like, amen. And he's like bowing to him as he yeah. uh, backs up. So now, okay. So did the leader let? Because I'm assuming the majority of the workers at the power plant are in this cult. Yeah. So did they? The cult leaders let them leave the town? No, I think I think I think this is like whoever's left in the town. You think, okay, and working at the plant? Yeah, well, somebody's got to work at the plant. Yeah, I wish I would have paid mo- uh, closer attention to the people in the audience. Yeah, I know Lenny not... was still there. Well, Lenny's not in the cult, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but when Mr. Burns introduces his new religion, most of the sequence is a parody of the promotional video of Michael Jackson's 1995 album, His History, Past, Present, and Future, uh, Book One. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh. Uh, so we see the spinner in the O, like some of the fire kind of gets off, like out of there, like pushes the fire out and it lands on Burns and they used wax to make Burns look buff and that mat- wax melts and Burns is lit on fire and some other like, oh crap, I got to help him. He just rolls Burns off the balcony <laughs> and then he like, we'll try again tomorrow, sir. How is he not dead? That's a high-ass drop. He's Mr. Burns. He doesn't die. Yeah. And Lenny says, uh, Burns is all right, but he's no special. He's no bowl of special K. And he holds up a box <laughs> of the cereal. See? Lenny worships special K. Yeah. Well, that's some free advertisement for special K. Yep. Uh, so we see Homer and Marge getting remarried, which Marge finds ridiculous. And this is yet another spoof of... Uh, the Moonies of Sun Moon Moon, whereby new members would entertain camps with banners and balloons that read "Welcome Home, Brothers and Sisters." Training would be intensive, where sessions would last for several hours and privacy non-existence. Uh, Moonies were also known for mass marriages, as shown here by the Movementarians. Uh, Reverend Moon had later attempted to counter the cult image by lowering the intensity of the sessions and ordering new members to. Write a letter to your friends or family once every 10 days. Uh, Unlike the episode, Moon Moon never claimed mass marriages were legally binding. Single people seeking a random hookup could not participate in the mass marriage (laughs) ceremony as they were only for lawfully married couples seeking to renew their vows. So if you were there just looking for some uh, good old-fashioned sexual intercourse, you couldn't get married. For the Moonies. Yeah. Here, we don't know. Um, Homer says he knows, but they aren't mass married. Yeah. 
<laughs> and Barney and Otto come up to Homer and Marge, and Barney's like, well, at least you got to choose your mate, because uh, Barney and Otto got matched up on a printout. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, Barney Gumble Auto Man. So their last names aren't really close in the alphabet. I don't know. It's just a random, random. Yeah. Otto tells Barney, remember our agreement. I am the man. And Barney's like, you're the man. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so uh, Seymour had to marry his mother. So, Ooh. I I mean, uh, that's gross. Ooh. But But the fact that she wasn't at the original like get together. Yeah. And she even allowed this to even happen. I still don't buy that. No. Well, the well, the reason she's probably there now is Seymour gave up the house to the movementarians. But could he because it's his mom's house? He can't sign know. something that he can't sign over something that's not his. He would they would need her signature to do it. Maybe he forged it. Uh, well, that's still not legally binding. <laughs> Yeah, but if they don't care that it's forged. Uh, well, uh, Seymour's mom could take him to court. Although she's old and probably wouldn't, but yeah. uh, there's there's some uh, shenanigans going on there. Yeah, And uh, Seymour says, I could have done a lot worse. Seymour's <laughs> <laughs> mom's like, yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> at, least, at least we know they're not blood-related anymore, so at least it's not that disgusting. But still, like... But here's the thing. Most people, like, don't even consider that episode canon. I know it is. I don't is, care. But. I don't care. still weird. It is, yes. And then a comic book guy got married to a red-headed uh, Lurleen type. Like, it's weird. Yeah. I looked at her picture, and she literally looks like Lurleen, except instead of blonde hair, it's red, red hair. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe she could have dyed her hair, but yeah. it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. They did not look happy together. That's for sure. Yeah, and he asked if uh, asked her if she enjoys comic books. <laughs> of course, well, he's comic book guy. Yep. And then uh, Krabappel is uh, now teaching. She's a teacher at uh, the Movementarian School, I guess. Yeah, because Skinner's not principal. At that. Who's who's running Springfield Elementary? I don't, nobody. It's closed. Uh, they closed it down. Sure. I mean, Millhouse doesn't seem to be there. Otherwise, I feel like Barton Millhouse would be together. Ralph's not there. Well, no, he's probably there because Luann Lou Ann is part of the Movementarians. I know, but we never see Millhouse. Does, Millhouse doesn't isn't mean, in this classroom. Doesn't mean he's not there. I don't know. It's It takes a little bit of a weird turn here. Um, and uh, Grabapel, you know, asks uh, where Thunder and Lightning come from. And Bart's like, the leader? Correct. And and the praises part. <laughs> and then then she asks, who invented Morse code? Bart's like, I should know this one. Uh the leader? And and was like, correct. And uh Lisa Lisa's like, I can't take it anymore. Bart's wrong. You're wrong. The whole damn system is wrong. And Lisa screams and kicks her kicks her test over. <laughs> um so there's also some books on Krabappel's desk in the classroom, uh, and it's Arithmetic, The Leader's Way, and Science for Leader Lovers. And on the board behind Edna, uh, it's written, Leadership Starts with Leader. Yes, it does. Which, yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, yep. no, Lisa's had enough of this shit. Yep, she's over it. 
And uh, Edna asks Lisa, what's the matter? He says, you used to be such a good student. <laughs> but how did she know? She was yeah. uh, she was Bart's teacher. Well, I mean, I mean, the ele- Springfield Elementary is pretty small. And I mean, I'm sure Lisa makes enough enough of a ruckus that Edna know, knows who she is. Yeah, maybe. And Edna asks Lisa if she wants to please her teachers and get good grades. <laughs> and Lisa's like, grades? <laughs> I don't know if this is a uh, uh, sanctioned school by the Springfield <laughs> government. So yeah. I don't know if any of these grades would be uh, admissible. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, then we see uh, Barney uh, sings to uh, babies to indoctrinate them. Yeah, Barney the dinosaur, not Barney Gumble. Probably yes, should have. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Barney uh, Gumble. You yeah. like me? You like her? Leader is a. I don't know. Yeah. But, so the uh, song "I Love You, You Love Me" from Barney and Friends is used to brainwash babies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Barney the Dinosaur knockoff used here is the same one from the episode Rosebud that yes. kept saying two plus two is four, yep. two plus two is four, when, uh, before Mr. Burns interrupted all programming in Springfield. Um, and so the song he was singing is, we love him, he loves me, we're the leader's family. That's <laughs> oh, so great. Yeah. Uh, so, so now we cut to Homer and Marge are eating, and Homer says, uh, I found a lima bean uh, that looks like the leader. Yeah. And uh, he picks out the lima bean and uh, puts it on the counter with the others, and Marge tells Homer, uh, she tries to put up the best face on everything, but there's no face on a damn bean. <laughs> yeah. I hate when people are like, I saw the the saint uh jesus in a toast or like people see like faces and cheetos and yep yeah no it's it's dumb yeah. it's really dumb um and marge like i would hate this we want to leave and uh bart and lisa come in in unison to say no we don't mother we love the leader and then Maggie takes out her pacifier and smiles and marge like no yeah now, I don't, still don't think Lisa has been brainwashed. I think she's just going along with it because she wants good grades. Probably. And Mark smiles and she's like, okay, time for bed. Let's go to bed. Okay, I got an idea. And uh, Marge uh, goes outside and tells the guy that uh, she's leaving this place. And he better step aside. And it's the squeaky voice teen. <laughs> so he got recruited from the airport after being punched in the stomach. Yeah. And he's like, well, you're free to go whenever you wish. And uh, we take a look at uh, what she has to get through to get out and yep. see barbed wire fences, landmines, attack dogs, crocodiles. And uh, Marge is able to uh, pass them all. Now, yep. uh, as she leaves the compound, she's chased by the rover guard which is a balloon from the 1967 television program, The Prisoner. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Never seen it. Yeah. But nice old references by Simpson writers because yeah. they're all old bastards who <laughs> think that old movie references or TV show references are going to make us laugh, which they do. It's- yeah, I, di- I didn't write this down. So, like, obviously Marge is able to escape, but while she's getting chased by the bubble, it... uh. Eats, it traps uh, Hans Moleman. 
Was he in the cult trying to escape? I, I have no idea. I, he was <laughs> out in that field, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Marge is able to get free. She gets out. Yeah. And so now we cut to Reverend Lovejoy, who's dousing his uh, <laughs> church with gasoline. Because obviously he's going to burn it down for the insurance money. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm out. And uh, he's like, oh, I never thought I'd have to do this again. Jesus. So this isn't the first time he's burned down a church. Maybe that's why he came to Springfield Church, because he burned down his last one. No, I feel like he... No, because we got that flashback where he came as a young pastor. So you think that was his first church? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, And uh, Marge makes it to the church out of breath, and he tells Lovejoy... He has to help her because her family's been brainwashed. Yeah. I mean, the whole town's been brainwashed. And Lovejoy says they love to help Marge and clears his throat while pushing the collection plate <laughs> towards her. It's like, come on. Want help uh, bringing people back to this cult? Uh, you yeah. better uh, pony up some dough. Yeah. And uh, she puts, a what, a couple coins in there? Yeah. And Marge asks how they're going to get Homer back. And uh, we get a movie moment. And uh, this is when uh, uh, Willie captures Marge and Revan Lovejoy's attention by scratching his nails along the stained glass window. And this is a direct reference to Robert Shaw's attention-getting technique as Quint in Jaws. Hey, I understood that reference. (laughs) Thanks, Captain America. You're welcome. Um, And so Willie, I like how Willie's not in the cult. That's pretty cool. Not yet, anyways. Willie made it out. Yeah. Uh, Willie says he'll uh, kidnap him for 50, he programmed him for 100, and kill him for 500. <laughs> um, could you little, just kill a little him? Overboard there. A little overboard there, Willie. Well, why would he need to, I mean, kidnap, okay, so you need to kidnap him, but why would he need to deprogram before killing him? Would oh, he just sure. jump to killing him? Probably. And uh, Marge tells Willie, ah, just the, just the first two. He's like, all right, I'll throw in the killing for free. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. And so now, we're back at the compound. The leader's Rolls Royce stops in front of the systems, uh, in front of the Simpsons, and the hand, like, come, like comes out of the window and does, like, the come here motion. And uh, Homer's like, wow. In the presence of the leader. And they're all pulled into the car. Yep. And, uh... Homer sees it is Marge like, Marge, you're the leader? You don't look anything like the beans. <laughs> no, the leader is how did they get this Rolls Royce anyways? How did they get onto the compound and in, into the Rolls Royce into the bar? Snuck in. They snuck in somehow. Stole the keys. Man, yeah. that, boy, security is really poor at this uh cult. Uh yeah. So uh so Willie uh tells Lovejoy to knock out Homer. And Lovejoy hits Homer in the head with a bat, but it doesn't <laughs> knock him out. And this is a somewhat of a reference to uh, the episode "The Homer They Fall," where characters have a difficult time of hitting Homer on the head with a two by four. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Lovejoy says the devil has given Homer super superhuman strength, and Willie's like, "Give me the bat." He's like, "Give me that yet noodle armed quiet boy." so willie hits homer uh in the head but still doesn't knock out homer well remember he used to get punched in the face a lot for boxing so 
He's like, Lovejoy's like, well, that didn't do it, Mr. Kilt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And so Marge's like, well, how about all three of us try it together? And Homer's not going to go down. Why are they trying to knock him out anyways? It's not like, like he's, like, uh, yeah. putting up a fight. Yeah, he's really not. So Willie has Homer, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie tied up. And he's like, I'm going to break you like matchsticks. Why are you breaking matchsticks? Or are they just easy? I mean, they're easy to break. Yeah. Uh, so, but before Willie can continue, Ned turns on the light and comes down. <laughs> he's like, I made Rice Krispie squares for our hungry deprogrammerinos. <laughs> and Willie yells at Ned for ruining the atmosphere. He's like, ah, you daft pansy. Uh, yeah, he's a dumb pansy. It's like, that's like, well, it's my rumpus room. And Willie's like, I told you not to call it that. <laughs> and so this is the second time or third time we've seen his rumpus room. Uh, yeah. Dead well, Putting what... Society, we see it where, uh, Ned has the basement bar where he keeps beer on tap, despite rarely, if ever, drinking alcohol. Yep. Um, also in Hurricane Nettie. Uh, Ned serves beer and sandwiches, despite the fact that he doesn't drink, dance, or swear. That's weird. Uh, it's weird that yeah. he has a rumpus room. Yeah. Well, you, you know, maybe he likes to entertain. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and uh, so now we see Glenn getting off the phone and tells Jane that some outsiders have kidnapped some of their property. Uh, <laughs> I wrote this as a joke. I'm like, people aren't property, Glenn. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Um, yep. And so Glenn says they must respond with their deadliest weapon. She's like, the lawyers. And we go to the Springfield Lawyer House. So it's like a fire station. And we see the lawyers from Springfield Lawyer House ride around in fire trucks with the letters uh, SPLT on them, which Springfield Lawyer Truck. Yep. A uh, split. It's great. Um, so Kent, <laughs> Kent does a report and says... Even though the leader himself is completely nonviolent, he urges them to be as violent as you like in capturing the Simpsons. And there's a picture <laughs> on the Sim- of the Simpsons up next to Kent. And the lawyers come into the studio and destroy it. Yeah, because they, they think the Simpsons they, were there. Yeah, and the blue-haired lawyer comes in and Kent's like, what are you doing? The Simpsons aren't here, you idiots. <laughs> and the lawyer's like, calling us idiots is slander. We have it on tape. Ken's like, uh, and he writes a lawyer. Uh, no, calling somebody an idiot is not slander if they're being stupid. Yep. Yeah. Which they were. Uh, but it's a lawyer, so you know. Um, so now we go back to uh the deprogramming, and Marge tries her hand at deprogramming the kids, and she's like, You really love the leader even more than your parents? And the kids <laughs> are like, Yes, no contest. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And then Marge gets a little annoyed. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, do you love the leader more than having your very own new hover bikes? And some bikes appear to be hovering um, in Ned's rumpus room. And Marge asks, well, what do you have to say about the leader now? And Bart's like, to hell with him. And Lisa's like, the, what leader? Bart's like, yeah, the leader, leader, uh, can take a flying leap on. Uh, Take a flying leap as long as he's concerned. And uh, Marge asks, well, who do you love now? Hoverbikes! 
<laughs> Instead of, you know, Marge that got them yeah. to hover bikes. Eh, and Marge's like, enough. eh, close enough. <laughs> and uh, Marge unties the kids and they go to try out their hover bikes. But they come crashing to the ground because they're just a puppy bikes on fishing line. Yeah. She tricked them. Yeah. She got them good. And Lisa's like, uh, Lisa says, uh, they heard them hovering. Then Ned walks out of the class like, ah, I, uh, he, I played the dirty part in the charade. And he put a comb on some paper. I'm guessing it would have to be like maybe parchment paper or something really thin. Yeah. Because uh, when he blows on it, it produces the hovering sound. It's kind of like, yeah. remember when we used to do that with grass, like really thick leaves of grass, you put it in your finger and you could blow and it makes that, oh, that yeah. noise. I was never good at that. Yeah, I was good at it. I like doing it. But I mean, I'm guessing... I, I thought of this of like when we used to blow through fans. Sure. But I think it would have to be really thin paper to make that kind of noise. Kind of like a blade of grass. It'd have to be really thin Probably. to make that sound. And Bart asks, well, can we still keep the bikes? It's like, no, no, no. The due back at the store by six. Get off. Get off the bikes. Yeah, so they were just <laughs> renting the bikes? No, they probably bought them and then, uh, well, normally, I guess theoretically, yes, you'd have a return policy. Yeah. But, but they're like, no, but no, she no. says they're due back to the store by six. So that leads me to believe they're renting them. Or renting, yeah. <laughs> Either way, they got them uh, on loan. And then Willie turns his attention to Homer and asks Homer, What's uh, so all fired great about Homer's fancy pants leader? And Homer <laughs> says, the leader knows all and sees all. <gasps> wow, that's impressive. And Homer tells us, like, leader's going to take him to a wonderful new planet. <laughs> oh, that leader sounds like a grand fella. Like, then, all, all it took was, like, the leader sees all and knows all, and he's going to take him to a wonderful planet to impress Willie? Yeah. And Marge interrupts and says, I don't believe we're making any headway here. (laughs) And Willie tells Marge to shut up. Homer's telling him about my new leader. (laughs) How was Willie not a part of the group already? I don't know. Maybe he was just uh, sweeping up at the school and didn't get, I don't know. Didn't get the memo? He doesn't leave his shack much, maybe. Okay. Um, And then Ned's just taking a break of Rooney and starts pouring a draft beer. And Homer goes, here it starts salivating and marge is like would you like a tall frosty one <laughs> and homer looks at the beer but fights here to drink it and his brain says uh they must resist the temptation and his stomach's like go ahead give in beer 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 <laughs> <laughs> and homer's legs like and then we pan down to his legs he's like uh, the sad, like, Homer's legs are like sassy cotton poly blends are so comfortable. Because <laughs> his legs have nothing to do with this. No. And uh, Lovejoy brings the beer over to Homer. He tells him, go on. Says their commandment state beer is all right. And tells Homer, ah, try some. Yeah. And so right before Lovejoy could pour the beer into Homer's mouth, the lawyers bust into Ned's house. Uh, but you do see real briefly a drop of beer does hit Homer's tongue. Yep. And the and the lawyer uh, the lawyers take Homer and Marge tells Homer he doesn't have to go with them. Homer's like, but I want to go. Um, and the blue haired lawyer is like, the the matter is settled. And Ned's like, I pride myself on being a good host, so I'm obliged to offer you a beer. <laughs> 
but I'm so darn mad that that beer is going to be mostly head. That's kind of evil. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know what causes it, but I've been to a lot of bars where they'll pour the beer and they're having issues with their tap and it is mostly head. I don't think there's a way to cause no, it. No, they just suck. Head. They just suck at pouring. The only thing oh. I can think of is that the keg is almost gone, which is that'll happen. If the keg is mostly gone, you'll get a lot of head. But okay. like if the keg is mostly full and you're still getting a lot of head, those bartenders suck. Well, no, I mean, well, okay, maybe I suck too, but I remember being at like college parties where we tap the beer and like for the first like few pours, it was a lot of head. And I don't know. Oh yeah. That, that usually happens too with the, when you first tap it. Yeah. But like when you pour a beer, you see, you see Ned doing it right. You angle the glass. Yes. Yeah. And you have to pour slow, but not too slow, but fast, but not too fast. I've, I've fucked up many, uh, a pouring of beer. Um, and so, uh, the lawyers have brought Homer back to the compound and Lovejoy, Marge, Ned, and Willie have pulled up in Homer's car, which was being driven by Lovejoy. <laughs> it's weird. But they, they get back right as Homer gets there, too. So they must have followed. And Marge tells Homer to come back. Uh, she's like, uh, she sees Glenn. She's like, Homer is my husband. He's like, Homer is our <laughs> husband now. <laughs> oh, man. And so everyone cheers upon Homer's return. Okay, and but Homer's like, I'm glad to be back because the moment that sweet, sweet beer hit my tongue, I was born again. <laughs> and Glenn and Jane are like, <gasps> and Lovejoy's like, hallelujah. So, like, I've met born again Christians, and I'll tell you what, they're nice on the ins, they're, they're kind of nice outwardly, but like, when she learned I was Jewish, she comes up to me and she's like, I'll pray for you. Like, bitch, I don't need prayer. <laughs> like, so like Homer, like being born again because of alcohol is hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, uh, Homer says he can show them what he has come to realize. The reason they are not allowed in the forbidden barn is because there is no intergalactic spaceship. Also because it is the forbidden barn. That too, yeah. Uh, so Homer says the leader is taking their money just so he can... And then right right as he's about to finish the sentence, Homer opens the barn door and he's like, to build one hell of a spaceship. You see this spaceship-like vehicle and everyone gasps and the spaceship starts hovering in the air, flying. And the leader says, because of Homer's lack of faith, he has ruined mankind's uh, chance for salvation. Homer's like, whoops. Homer's like, uh, Moe's like, nice going, Homer. And Marge is like, oh my God. And maybe the leader was telling the truth about everything. And so Lovejoy's like, oh mercy. He's like, the leader, this this leader is the real deal. And he takes off his collar and throws <laughs> it to the ground and starts stopping on it. So the leader flies the spaceship, um, but it falls apart in a matter of seconds. <laughs> He's like, I got to get out of here. They know I'm a fraud. Yeah. And that is just like a frame with money bags tied to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, pedaling a bike that's like connected to like propellers. I mean, he must be pedaling really fast to be able to get that thing in the air. Yeah, that really doesn't exist. You can't do that. Yeah, no. Well, especially with all the money bags on it. Yep. Yeah. And uh, 
the fr- you know the frame blowing through the co- uh he sees a uh, uh, he's blowing through a comb and a paper just like Ned did <laughs> yeah. to make it sound like it's hovering. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, everyone's disappointed. And Willie tells him to come back. I still love you. <laughs> Willie's, Willie's still in. He, I mean, he just became Learned indoctrinated, it. man. He's He hasn't been deprogrammed yet. Yeah. And then the leader crashes into what's, uh, what's left in the spaceship into Cletus's house. It falls down next to Cletus. And Cletus tells him, you're pres- trespassing on my dirt farm. And the leader asks him if he needs a new messiah. And he's like, no, but I'll take them sacks of money from you. And pulls out a shotgun on the leader. And the leader sighs, says, oh, I should have stayed with the, the promise keepers. So another cult. Another cult, yep. And everyone starts to clear out of the compound. And, uh, yeah, that's it. And so we get uh no, Mo. Oh. And then we get Mo is like um damn it, it fell apart like everything else I've ever believed in. Uh, I guess it's back to good old fashioned voodoo. <laughs> and he pulls out a Barney uh voodoo doll and <laughs> taps him in the stomach with uh, a bottle of beer. <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Oh, I need a drink." <laughs> I was like, "Come with me." <laughs> <laughs> and Ned points out to Lovejoy points out Lovejoy's collar on the guy's like, uh uh, you need this? And then he picks it up, kisses it, and uh puts it back on. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still uh God's great. God's good. Yeah. 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 And so now we cut back to the Simpson house where the family sits in front of their TV. And was like, to think, I turned to a cult for mindless happiness. And all I had, and I had beer all along. And then Marge clears her throat. I was like, and you, Marge, the bringer of beer. But, I mean, maybe from the fridge, but Homer tends to find his own beer. Yeah. Plot. And uh, Lisa's like, it's wonderful to think for ourselves again. <laughs> Marge's like, you said it, sister. And then we see a TV announcer. is like, you are watching Fox. <laughs> and then the whole family's like, we, we are, are watching, watching Fox. Fox. <laughs> yeah, we were all brainwashed on Fox for a while there. Yeah, I, you know, I love this episode. I think it does a really good job of encapsulating how cults work and the brainwashing. And, uh, you know, there's a little thing, a few things here and there with like buying out the TV station and the news, like the newspaper. Although I guess the newspaper would probably be easier to get a hold of because uh, newspaper uh, but yeah, I love it. I love that. No, 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 no. Leader. I mean, Batman. I mean, leader. Um, it's great. I think they did a fantastic job with this episode. Um, obviously, you know, Marge not wanting to be in it. And like that, it's weird that like part of this was like making fun of Scientology. Cause I don't, I feel like Scientology didn't really blow up until like the early 2000s. Oh yeah. Scientology might have been around but i don't think it was around yeah well it wasn't well l ron hubbard created scientology through one of his books and like it is a cult like i don't care if they have taxes exempt status it is not a religion it is a cult um the wife of the guy who runs scientology has disappeared like there's a lot of things like uh danny masterson who um was um, accused and found guilty of uh, sexually assaulting women 
he's a Scientologist. There are claims that he was protected by Scientology of those sexual assaults. So, like, I think they did a really good job. I think it's funny that, obviously, Homer came around because of beer. Yep. Like, that's great. Uh, But, no, five, everything's coming up, Millhouse. I love this. I love the fact that Burns tries to start his own cult, but fails due to his own incompetence. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm so rich. Like, you know, kneel before me, and then it just fails miserably. Um, I oh, like to get I'm, that little little sequitur. No, five, everything's coming up, Millhouse. No, I'm definitely with you. Five, everything's coming up, Millhouse. This is probably one of my favorite episodes in season nine. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I love watching this episode. I mean, I'll watch it when it's on. It, I mean... <laughs> I mean, the fact that I love how the episode starts with Homer being dumb and you think, oh, well, Homer's going to clearly join this cult, but it takes a lot because beer was more important at one point. Yeah. Just trying to screw over the cult members, like, be like, oh, it's a free weekend. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to have fun on your dime. I'm going to eat your food. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to watch your movie and make up my own endings. Like, he was so, like. Non, you know, being brainwashed like at at one point, and that I just the song, the the fit the Batman song was what yeah, triggered yeah. him. Like, oh, I guess I'll sing along to the leader, and then I'll worship the leader. Yeah. Um. Now, there, you know, you know, you saying this is like one of your favorite episodes of the season. I'm currently looking through our book, and like the back half of season nine. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it now. It might be banger after banger after banger. Yeah. Like, I mean, the back no, half no, no. of season nine is just phenomenal. No, episodes. I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those seasons where, I mean, we're, we're in the midst of like some of the best episodes of the season. Yeah. But with this one, Mar- I love Marge's escape. She's like, you're free to leave. And then <laughs> she's like all ninja over the, the mines and the crocodiles and, you know, gets away from the balloon blob thing. So, yeah. but I, I love the fact that Marge was like the sensible and she's the only one that did get brainwashed. You know, Bart's pretty suggestible. So obviously he got brainwashed. I don't think Lisa was necessarily brainwashed. I think she was like, well, I want good grades. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll say whatever you want to get good grades. Yeah. I just, I mean, I wish I would have wrote it down to see what the, what other kids were in the class. They're all just, you know, people in from Springfield Elementary or just random kids. Like, I wish I would have would have uh, delved into that a little bit more because I would have loved to see who else was in that classroom at the time. Sure. Um, just see who else got brought in. But uh, overall, I mean, Homer getting out of it with beer. Yeah. I mean, that's his religion, man. Going to Moe's is his church. So I love it. Five everything's coming up, Millhouse. What a fantastic episode. Um, so let's finish it off with our character profile. And this week we got Glenn and Jane. Yep. Not, not cult, uh, leader, not leader. I, I, I would, it would have been funnier if they could have come up with something for the leader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there wasn't much on them. So I guess this was probably the better of the two options. Sure. Um, but yeah, Glenn and Jane are our characters this week. Uh, they're beat Springfield international airport. Just, just to the right of the Hare Krishnas and the Christians. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I would have liked them better as door to door or not. The airport, it's interesting because that's 
a lot of a lot of that did exist in the nineties. But yeah. I almost wonder if Door to Door would have been funnier, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh and then what they believe in, an unwavering devotion to the leader. What <laughs> they believe Homer to be, the most powerful mind they've ever dealt with. <laughs> Which uh yeah, if you don't if you know Homer, that might not be true. Uh what they use to break his will, the Batman theme song. <laughs> Their deadliest uh... weapon? They're lawyers. So, uh, it was fun. Fun episode. Kind of missed the ball on having a, having a guest or two that could have come on. Could have had a good time. But yeah. that's okay. We did. We had a we had a fun time with this. Uh, so, come check us out on our social media. Uh, the Simpsons Did It Pod on Instagram and uh, Threads. The Simpsons Did It PC on uh, X or Twitter. Um, you can find our podcast on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, uh, you name it, it's probably on there. On Spotify, make sure to follow us on there. On Apple Music, make sure to follow, give us a rating and review. Uh, on YouTube, we have all of our backlog podcasts just on video form. Um, if you'd like to give us some feedback, email us at SimpsonsToThePod at gmail.com. Uh, or give us a phone call, 612-584-0986, and listen to Jaden LeBron's voicemail message, um, and leave us a voicemail. So until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. And I'm Robert Sklansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.